Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for December the 16th. In the year of our Lord, 2021, this is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. I am Sam Bushman. LibertyRoundtable.com is the talk show website. LovingLiberty.net is our nationally syndicated radio network. Incredible talk shows around the clock. Myself, two hours a day, six days a week. That's right. And then around the clock, incredible hosts like... um, Oh, let's see. You got uh, Beth Ann after me. You got C.L. Bryant after her. You got uh, uh, Brian after uh, C.L., right? Just a lot of great people. Uh, Brian Hyde. Uh, Then you got uh, Kate Daly after that. Uh, Just a tremendous lineup. You got um, Tony Perkins of the FRC, your Friendly Research Council. Doing a great job with his broadcast, Washington Watch. Uh, you just got a bunch of talk show hosts doing a phenomenal job, as always, ladies and gentlemen. LovingLiberty.net. There's also a bunch of podcasts that are not literally on your radio around the clock lineup. Because remember, podcasts are always different lengths. Uh, podcasts don't have as standard or as consistent of a cadence to their delivery. Uh, and so, but we got a lot of podcasts up at LovingLiberty.net as well that aren't traditional radio. I mean, you've got Tom Woods. Uh, you've got so many different um, podcasts. It's, it's, it's amazing. So if you want your radio hub to be LovingLiberty.net, make it so. Spread the word. If you want to download our free apps, we've got Android and iPhone apps available if you download them. You get live and on-demand radio at your fingertips. You can click live and listen to the radio network. You can choose the podcast link now and check out our incredible podcasts as well. You can listen anytime to any of our content. Uh, You can also give feedback. You can make a donation. Uh, You can follow our Twitter feed all on the app. It's free. LovingLiberty.net. All right, let's jump into the recap of yesterday's broadcast. We had our guest on, Mr. James Edwards, or I should say co-host, really. Race, politics, and hypocrisy in 21st century America. The political cesspool.org is his website. And, man, we had him with us for two hours, and we talked really about the coronavirus lies that have been told for literally two-plus years, and the lies are just ramping up. It's getting worse. Yeah, sad but true. They first said, hey, 10 days to flatten the curve. They're still not even close to flatten the curve. In fact, the greater the vaccinated area, seems like the more the cocoa seems to spread. That's right. In the latest version 
or whatever you want to call it, strain. Some people say it's not a strain, variant, whatever word you want to use for the Omicron. They say, man, you know what? 80% of the people that have got Omicron are vaccinated. What do you say to that, folks? Well, Sam, the sampling is too small. We can't really know yet. Okay. You've been telling us that you don't know, that you don't know, that you don't know, that every sampling on the planet's too small for two years, haven't you? Ten days to flatten the curves. Now, two years later, we don't really know, Sam. The sampling's too small. Well, Sam, we can't help it. The virus keeps mutating, morphing into a new one that we got to lock you down over, that we got to ruin your life over, that we got to steal your liberties over. And Sam, it's an emergency. Folks, you don't have two-year-plus never-ending emergencies, okay? That's a lie. It isn't true. All right? For example, the Taiwanese lab sharpens the debate on the pandemic's origin, ladies and gentlemen. For example, they had a recent COVID-19 leak from what's called a DSL-3 facility in Taiwan. The lady got bitten by a mouse or something like that and got the cocoa and she didn't follow protocol and it was disaster. And uh, But you know what? The Taiwanese are admitting to this outbreak, okay? But it was in a DSL-3 facility is what they call it in Taiwan. But that intensifies questions about the debate on the lab leak from Wuhan's. Let me explain this right. Wuhan's less secure DSL-2 facility. That's right. The Epic Times with the piece, but highlighting that, hey, if they had a leak from the three, which is much more secure, they explained exactly how the leak happened than everything else. Um, most, most likely it leaked from lab two or a lab two quality, whatever you want to call it, facility or whatever. It's how much security and precautions are taking place, right? Well, anyway, we're still debating this two hours later. And as James Edwards wisely warned yesterday, we'll probably never know how this all happened because they don't want us to know. That's why. See, I believe your government does know. Uh, they'll classify it all, and, well, in 100 years or 200 years, they might tell you, right? Just criminalistic, ladies and gentlemen. As Germany announces lockdown for the unvaccinated, plans for compulsory vaccinations in the future. Yeah, just leave it to Germany, man. Wow. Austria to make vaccines compulsory after plunging country into full lockdown. So Austria, Germany, tyrannical as it gets. Japan does a pretty good job. Wow, they reject forced COVID vaccinations and add a myocarditis warning about the vaccinations. See, that's at least a lot more honest, right? There you have it. New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, Arburn, or maybe it's, no, it's Arburn, I think, anyway admits, listen, there's not going to be an end to this vaccination program. There's no end point, folks. Because they say, you know what, the cocoa is here to stay. It's like the flu. You're going to have to have vaccinations and to be fully vaccinated. you got to keep up on it every six months, three months. Who knows? They haven't determined the cadence yet. But that's the future they've got planned for you. Yeah, 10 days to flatten the curve. Don't worry, by June it'll be over, by whatever. And they lied, lied, lied. Two years later now, they're admitting it's open-ended, folks. It's never going to go away. For example, in Brazil, Jair Bolsonaro, I don't know how to say the name, rejects the vaccine passports and travel bans. 
We're not doing that in Brazil, he says. Fauci and Pfizer pushing a three-shot plan while BioNTech CEO advocates for a total of six jabs on their plan. How many jabs do we need, folks? New scientific studies come out, concludes that 5G wireless radiation did exacerbate COVID-19. Yes, it did. And when we told you that, they laughed at us and mocked us and said we're conspiracy nuts. Now scientific study doubles down literally two years later and admits what we've been telling you all along. More than 40% of people with COVID-19 never show symptoms according to 95 assembled studies. Yeah. And they say that it's likely that people are more symptomatic today. In other words, running around spreading and carrying the virus, but not feeling sick more today than when this started, ladies and gentlemen. All right. They say vaccinations might contribute to a higher proportion of symptomatic infections as well. Because if it's made more mild, then you don't, you know, know you're sick. It might be so mild, you don't even know. Asymptomatic, right? But more than 40% of people in the study, now they say it's worse than when the study was done. But folks, this is 95 different studies showing this reality check. So if vaccines are contributing to the asymptomatic situation, and you've got 40 plus percent that are asymptomatic running around, how will you ever get a handle on this you take people's temperatures we did that for a while goofy as all get out acting like it made a difference we have people wear masks we tell people to stay home we hostily treat the unvaccinated like they're somehow satan's spawn okay it's insane and it's worse now than it's ever been over eight hundred thousand deaths and counting How many deaths from the vaccines? We'll get into that as the broadcast unfolds today as well. California's universal mask mandate for all public settings went into effect yesterday. See, again, every choice we make seems to be just stupid, making it worse. And you say, Sam, it doesn't make it worse. They're proven safe and effective. Then how come we got the problem we've got? Well, Sam, because Steve walked in yesterday without a mask. Well, how do you know Steve is the asymptomatic guy? How do you know it's not the vaccinated guy right to his left? See, you don't know. You're lying to me. And you pretend you know and that you're backing science and you're absolutely full of baloney. Amtrak suspends COVID-19 vaccine mandate for employees. Good for them. Yeah, they say you can take a test instead. Well, get good tests on the market. We heard that your government couldn't even process the tests. Remember, it was your government that put out the first test, saying we couldn't get tests from Europe because they were unsafe and unreliable. Then it turned out that our tests were unreliable and they were contaminated even. That's how we started out this scandal, right? The CDC, listen carefully to me, ladies and gentlemen. This is the CDC. 79% of Omicron cases are in vaccinated people. You think that's uh, an anomaly? Not true. Similar data, 80% in Israel. Same reality. Yes, indeed. This is Liberty Roundtable Live, folks. Listen to the wind blow. 
Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman on your radio. Brian Russ, RussQuentinGift.com with me. Welcome back to the broadcast, sir. Thank you very much, Sam. Glad to be with you. Wow, so much to talk about, so little time. RussQuentinGift.com, ladies and gentlemen. Let's talk about the Honest Money Report first, shall we, sir? All right, 1789.60. 1789.60. And how has that changed since last week, do you know? Uh, yeah, we're up probably can eleven dollars. All right, we'll take what we can get, right? <laughs> That's right. All right, what do we got in silver, sir? Uh, twenty-two thirty-nine. And is that up a little bit too? Yeah, it's about forty-five cents or so. Yeah. Okay. Again, we'll take what we can get. How about the rhodium? Right. Kirk Crosby, he's got to be doing good, isn't he? Well, rhodium's sitting at fourteen thousand eight fifty. Wow. All right. I'm not sure if that's good or bad. Yeah. It's, well, it's been a lot higher as, as other metals as well, you know. So, But it's, yeah, that's kind of where they're showing it. All right. Um, there you have it. You know, is there, um, this is kind of an interesting question because it, they always kind of make you believe that they've got absolute control uh, of this financial situation. You know, they can raise interest rates. They can lower this. They can inject that. They can whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, but I don't really believe that they have dictatorial control like that. 
And the reason that I say that, Brian, is because every fiat currency eventually melts down. But they almost right. want you to believe that it's 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 endless in what they can do. Um, in other words, it's applied to every single society in terms of eventual terminating and failure, except for, you know what, we've figured this out now, Brian. We, we've got this thing solved, and we can just do whatever we want to, and it, there's not really any repercussions. Do you want to respond to that? Because they're not really saying that, but that's kind of the attitude that, that they manipulate and, and go into this thing with, as if there's really no way for repercussions. We're beyond that now. We're smarter than every other civilization on the planet. Brian? Right. Right. No, no, that's exactly right. Well, they paint a picture that they want you to see. And so, you know, that picture, uh, you know, is supposed to inject uh, um, that they can, you know, they have control of kind of what's happening. But, I mean, the writing's on the wall, and we can kind of see it. We we can, I mean, if most, uh, you know, individuals can see it, we're not stupid. They kind of, I guess, maybe think it is, but I mean, you look at what what's happened in other countries. I mean, Venezuela, the third richest country. There's a there's an example. Or you look at the the prices of fuel or food or about anything that we're we're buying right now. Uh, you know, it's costing us more money. And so, okay. And and yet you go back to '08. I guess when when uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, fell into debt by borrowing or whatever was needed, credit card debt, whatever the the deal is there are still underwater based on that debt. Now, if we're to live, uh, you know, by, you know, by our means, I mean, we have X amount, we spend X amount. Well, that's interesting because if you, if you do that, yeah, you probably can see where you're at, but the government doesn't have any kind of control on that. I liked, you know, the fact of, uh, it was a Rand Paul that said, maybe we could spend a little less. Maybe we could balance our budget. McGovern, which makes sense, but they don't want, they don't care. They don't seem to care. They just, uh, you know, they create these bills, pour more cash, uh, fiat currency into the marketplace, and uh, and then the debt just continues to grow. And and uh, if we don't think there's going to be some, you know, some disaster based on that, then okay, then maybe we are stupid. I don't, I don't know. I just, yeah, it's going to hit the fan one day, and well, is that our kids or whatever. The reason I bring this up is the latest headline says this. Senators, or Senate, I should say, so senators passed $768 billion defense bill. They say lawmakers in both parties linked arms in an overwhelming vote, authorizing an increase in the Pentagon's budget of roughly $24 billion more than Biden even asked for, okay? That's right. Okay. Uh, he requested a certain amount, and they said, no, nah, we're going to give you $24 billion more, and this is over $700 billion. Believe it or not, only seven Democrats and three Republicans opposed the measure. This is just shocking, Brian. Well, I don't know if it's shocking. I mean, it's just their plan, right? Their I mean, actually, if, if you... If you start looking at all this money that's being uh, thrown at us and or, or out here and so on, I mean you have to look at yeah we need we need to spend some money if it's infrastructure if it's military if it's but it's there's a balance sheet here and we we create this you know this budget of what we really need to spend but by 
by tearing down everything that that uh, President Trump did, Biden just put us in, in in such a bad place. But yet, hey, we can get out of that place by just printing more money. We'll just print more money and and we'll fix the problem. Okay, well, that's great for you to say that and what you're accomplishing. But but real but it's life, fake news because we know it isn't true, Brian. It's not right. possible. It's never been done before, sir. That's exactly right. And so if you so want to that, go on a that, historical reality, if you want to go on a financial or a factual reality, every household based on current government federal debt alone, every household owes like $387,000 now. This is not sustainable, and it just continues to skyrocket. That's right. That's exactly right. And that and the, and the fake part of that fake news is 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 uh, the news is saying, oh, everything's great. Our our government's oh, everything's great. We can handle it. Well, it's not. We can see it's not. And so the fact is, is uh, yeah. So they're losing face uh, with the people because the people are starting to say, yeah, this isn't this isn't good. And that's why that that what I've been saying, and you and others and so on. Uh, you know, peace of mind is basically uh, preparation. And so, yeah, putting a little away because uh, you're going to need that. You're going to need to fall back on what you're putting away because I don't think the government's out there. They, yeah, they're going to hand you some cash right now, and those are take you saying, okay, this is great. We, they're just paying us what? Paying us not to work, paying us not all this. Okay, well, let's just see how that turns out. So, yeah, preparation. A little bit of metal here and there is going to offset paper. So, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the debt ceiling charade is obvious. Republicans will never help Democrats avoid a debt ceiling. Democrats will never help Republicans avoid a debt ceiling. Ladies and gentlemen, let me just tell you, we think that the Senate's going to save us or that the conservatives or that the Republicans are going to save us, ladies and gentlemen, when the Senate passed $768 billion defense bill, $24 billion more than Joe even asked for. Listen carefully to what I'm telling you. The 10 senators who voted against the bill are a mix of Republicans and Democrats. Three Democrats, I'm sorry, three Republicans, seven Democrats. Let me say that over. Three Republicans, seven Democrats voted against this. All right, you got Braun, I think that's how you say the name, Republican of Indiana. Gillibrand, Democrat of New York. Lee, Republican of Utah. Markey, Democrat of, I think it's Massachusetts. Merkley, Democrat of Oregon. Padilla, Democrat of California. Paul, Republican of Kentucky. Sanders, um, what do you call him? Independent, I guess. Vermont. Warren, Democrat of Massachusetts. Wyden, Democrat of Oregon. Only one Republican didn't vote at all. And that was Lummis, Republican of Wyoming and you look at that and you go okay wait a minute so you got what four Republicans one didn't vote three voted no but the Democrats voted no more than the Republicans but it was an overwhelming slam dunk to literally spend us into oblivion and when you ask about it they say well we had to because you know Brian we're at serious threat from China and from Russia and so we've got to do this. Our national security depends on it. I think that's a lie, Brian. I think it's an absolute lie. Not that Russia and China are not a threat. They are a threat. But that more money is always the answer to that threat. That's the lie. 
Well, and that's been the lie all along. They keep throwing more money. How's it, how's it working out? How's this more money working out? And they've thrown not billions. They've thrown trillions. So we're not coming out of trillions, in my opinion. Anyway, you look at that and you go, wow. You know, I, I don't really understand it. We always think more money. Now, in this bill is a bunch of weird things, too, as always. They're omnibus, massive spendings. One of the, the pieces of the bill, and this is why maybe so many Republicans voted for it, they say that service members that don't get the vaccines will not be dishonorably discharged over their non-willingness to get a vaccine. Now, that's a good thing, right? But why is that in this bill at all in the first place? for a military spending bill. It's all insane. Brian Rust and Sam Bushman in seconds on your radio. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin changed his plea to guilty on Wednesday to two federal civil rights charges, including the use of excessive force against George Floyd last year. At a White House press briefing Wednesday, Dr. Fauci said COVID-19 vaccines do not currently need to be changed to target the new Omicron variant. A federal grand jury on Wednesday brought a charge against Amplify Energy Corporation, the Texas-based oil company that owns and operates the pipeline that leaked 25,000 gallons of crude oil onto the shores of Southern California in October. Orange County DA Todd Spitzer. The company should not be responsible for leading its own investigation with respect to the hundreds of millions of dollars of devastation that it did to our environment and our economy. For more information, visit us at usaradio.com. We are USA Radio News. Here's a great thing to consider doing right now before the end of the year. Call MediShare and find out just how much you would save by switching to MediShare, the affordable alternative to health insurance. When you call, you'll get some good news and probably be very happily surprised, too. The typical family saves $500 a month, but you might save even more. It's so worth it to at least find out. And you'll see why more than 400,000 people are already members. MediShare is a Christian community that shared more than $4 billion in each other's health care costs. It really is remarkable, and they're very easy to talk to. And here's the thing. If you join before the end of the year, they'll waive your new member fee. That's another $170 you'll save. I'll give you the number here in a second. The call, and you'll get a price within two minutes. And again, the deadline is December 31st, so call now. You'll save even more. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. With inflation running higher than it has in decades, some lawmakers are saying more massive government spending is probably not the right response at this time. Let's get an update with President Biden's massive social spending bill, the Build Back Better plan. Senate Democrats continue to remain hopeful that they will be able to overcome GOP opposition to pass President Biden's roughly $2 trillion Build Back Better agenda before Christmas. Senate Minority Leader from Kentucky Mitch McConnell is expressing concern Wednesday during the Senate's 
its opening session about the cost of the legislation. The Kentucky senator saying to pay for the plan, President Biden's promise not to raise taxes on middle-class Americans will be broken. In 2022, their bill would give a bigger percentage tax cut to people making more than $1 million every year than to families that pull in between $75,000 and $100,000. That's according to the Joint Committee on Taxation. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. All right, back in July, Brian Rust, Sam Bushman on your radio. Brian Rust, ladies and gentlemen, if you want a friend in the coin business, if you want somebody to help you get constitutional currency in your portfolio, I'm telling you right now, Brian and family have been at this for over the past 50 years, helping people understand metals, what decisions to make, etc. RustQuinnandGift.com. I had a buddy of mine want some gold and silver. I took his, uh, I took fiat currency to Brian. Brian put together this incredible package for this guy. I mean, it was amazing. And when I, you know, got the package and, and, and gave it to my friend, he looked at it and he goes, man, this guy couldn't have picked better choices for me. It's a broad spectrum building this portfolio of, uh, of just incredible coins. But all the coins, and this is the key part, all the coins, um, you know what? Brian had my friend take possession of those coins. That's one of the keys. Don't just do paper, folks. Possession matters. Uh, anyway, and then he looked at it, and he's like, man, this is really good. This is, I got a bunch of different great coins. Brian put together these different denominations of coins in terms of, of size and value and stuff like that to where if you ever needed to barter or use it for trade or sell off a little bit of it, you could wisely determine what you really needed and kind of scale accordingly. I don't know uh, how to explain it better than that, but it, it was just amazing. Uh, and so you're talking about coins that have real value. You're not talking about a gazillion dollars in numismatic stuff where it's like, man, if the bottom drops out, your whatever value of the coin goes away. No, we're talking real assets here, ladies and gentlemen, constitutional currency, real money stuff. I mean, it's amazing. Anyway, sorry to go off on that a little bit, Brian, but I think it's important when you compare that to Congress when Senate, the Senate just spent $768 billion on a defense bill, $24 billion more than Joe even asked for, and the Republicans are as implicated as the Democrats by far, and they all claim they had to, Brian. They just had to. <laughs> it's for your safety and security. And at some point, I say they're becoming the security liability. If everything melts down from within because our debt holders call a halt to the con game, um, we're going to have a bigger threat than some foreign power overseas, Brian. Yeah, there's some major collapses and everything else that's that's rearing its head because they've cluttered our lives with so many things. We're twisted. We're spinning around trying to figure out. We got fake news out there, uh, you know, just supporting the the evil that's that's going on. And it's it's uh, yeah, it's a mess. No doubt about it. I, yeah, I read this thing that said uh, said something about same symptoms, different disease. You know, and the two factors were inflate away the debt with crappy currency, and the other one was to create fear in, in amongst our, uh, uh, you know, the, the masses, our, our community here, uh, inject fear with uh, foreign enemies, right? Well, isn't that kind of what there's? Okay, here's another so much billion dollars going into that. Okay, we got to protect the, we got these China and these others. We got to protect ourselves. So here's more. And it's just, you know, that's kind of what's happening. You know? They're ten tuplin down on both, aren't they, sir? Yeah, that's exactly right. And and 
Yeah, and that's kind of their agenda. You know, who cares? You know, it's, we're going to be just fine. They keep saying that. I, I, the two, you know, our president and vice president, I keep thinking, okay, here's our leaders. We, we, we voted them in, and uh, it's, it's unreal. I, I just look at the little, it's a circus up there, and, and they ask questions, and, and uh, you know, and, and the aide or whatever that takes the questions kind of bounces around the, the questions and i don't know if we even get answers it's pretty it's pretty wild wow <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's hard for me to to even talk about this because i just go national debt now 287,859 dollars per household as congress raises the debt ceiling Daily Wire. I look at that, Brian, and I just can't comprehend that. If I owe an equivalent amount on my mortgage or, you know, whatever, uh, and then I owe that to or whatever, I mean, I'm literally never going to be able to get out of any of my debt, really. Yeah, that's exactly right. Now, you know, an interesting part to that, you know, I, I kind of, if you look back, uh, they used to have a little ticker tape on these these news desks. You turn to Channel 5 or 4 or whatever, and, and across the, the front of that desk was this ticker tape of, Here's our debt. Here's what people owe, and it would just kind of go. Well, when people were seeing that, and 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 that, and seeing that, and seeing that, that's funny. Silver was at fifty dollars an ounce, and uh, silver now what's showing about that twenty-two dollar range. And if you compare that to then, I would have to say we're ten times, if not fifty times, worse in our position financially. Than we were then, but it but silver was fifty dollars. So that's so just think a, about that. Then silver's less than half, and right. we know silver and gold are kind of a real stability factor. In other words, they don't. I'm not saying there's not slight fluctuation in gold and silver because there's fluctuation in everything, but it's very right. slight. It doesn't change. In other words, a silver uh, an ounce of gold back in the day of Moses could buy you a fine suit or three hundred loaves of bread, and it can do the same today. Right? Right. That's kind of the point. Um, and, and so it doesn't change a whole lot. And if you're saying silver's less than half now, but we're in whatever, 10 times, 100 times worse financial situation, that just proves the manipulation beyond debate, Brian. Right. That's exactly right. And and so that that just is an example, one example of, of why why we need to prepare because it's just we're, we're just running around with all this chaotic news and all this, you know, I mean – and, and we're just—I don't believe we're coming out of the trillions. We—I can't even figure out trillions. Tell you the truth, I mean, so many seconds is how many trillions, or uh, you know. Brian, I'm going to be rude. Can I stop you though? You don't understand yeah, trillions. Can, <laughs> yeah, can you help me there? You—you you don't understand trillions. Let me just ask you if you understand billions. Well, I think billions, in a sense, maybe not even even high amount of billions. But and, I, and I'm I, not I, trying to be rude with this. I'm just saying I don't right. even understand billions. I can't count yeah, to a billion, yeah. Brian. I can't right. even count that high. If I were to sit there every day and I were to count and I were to mark my place when I pass out and stuff like that, I'm telling you, I couldn't even get there. Right. Number one, I couldn't yeah. do it in my lifetime. And number two, I, I would lose count. I, I wouldn't know where I was. And it's not even possible to count that high, Brian. Right. You're right. Now, I might count to a million, so I can at least times that by 100 and say, okay, I kind of understand it, right? Mm-hmm. The millions, yeah. I kind of can understand a lot better. But when you get billions, it is so catastrophic in terms of its number i don't even know that we can really honestly understand billions 
And we can say stuff like, well, a trillion dollars, Sam, is if you stack dollar bills, that it'd be this many miles high. And that's from Florida to, uh, you know, Utah or whatever. We, okay, <laughs> we right. have all these, you know, and you look at, we've got this graphic, Sam, and it's a warehouse full of crates and they're higher than your head. And the warehouse goes on <laughs> for miles. Okay, there's ways that they try to get your arms around it, Brian, but I still don't really understand. Yeah. Because here's yeah. what I don't understand. How do you make that much money? It's one thing to represent that money. It's another thing to truly generate it in terms of real, honest wealth, Brian. Right. That's exactly right. And I think most of us are in that boat. We just we we can we can see what we we've earned or we made and what we spend on our sheets and so on. But yeah, when we start throwing those big numbers at, I I agree with you. It's I can't comprehend it. And and at the top. That's all. That's all. That's nothing. And next, I guess they'll be talking about quadrillions. I guess maybe is that the is that the next step? I don't even know. Kids? <laughs> because if I can't understand billions, then I can't understand trillions and whatever else is after that. I don't know really. I mean, is it yeah. even meaningful in terms of yeah. a discussion? <laughs> I don't think. So. I don't. Yeah. I guess if you can't just... discuss it and you can't contemplate it. Certainly, you can't earn it. So yeah. what happens, though? At some point, do those who own our debt or those who, whatever you want to call it, um, if they call a halt to the con game at some point, do they have uh, repercussions if we don't pay? What is their remedy if we don't pay, Brian? Well, maybe they come in and they take uh, infrastructure. Huh? So we're building our infrastructure. We need to pour more money into the infrastructure so that others, perhaps, that we owe major debt might come in maybe and take that. Maybe it's our electrical companies or our, or, you know, I don't know, water systems or. Hold on a minute. So I-15 is the, the biggest, longest freeway in Utah, okay? I-15, it's the thoroughfare that runs through the greatest population uh, in, the, in the state by far. And what we're going to yeah. do is we're going to improve that road. So then what? The communist Chinese can own it? Maybe. And what? A little toll. They put a toll on it. Uh, maybe yeah. they put a toll because they can get maybe when they need to be paid back or so. I don't know. You know, it seems like yeah, infrastructure would be a big factor. I guess if we were, you know, under maybe perhaps puppets in that sense, we need the heat. Well, we need can we just fuel. regulate we the value the... of the road and say that road's worth? You know, what's what's beyond quadrillions, Brian? We just say that the road's worth <laughs> way more. What's beyond that? You know. I don't. Good point. <laughs> and it, this is what I'm talking about. Is I don't mean to be rude, but Congress is so ignorant. They act like they're man. The American people can breathe easy for Christmas, Brian. Yeah, Thank heavens they dodged that bullet, there, buddy. Bullet yeah. dodging patriots on your honor, on your at your service, sir. And I'm thinking, yeah. have these people lost their minds? Have they lost yeah, their fiat money printing minds, ladies and gentlemen? All right, Brian Rush with me. Final segment in seconds. We got a little bit more to talk about. The digital fiat currency. That'll save us, won't it? All right. Yeah, hang right. tight. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live Radio Program. RussQuinningGift.com. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded. 
than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. You are a racist. Your mom is a racist. Your dad is a racist. And your entire family is racist. And you should all be punished. That's what Governor Brad Little thinks about you. So much so that he took $30 million of taxpayers' money to force critical race theory down the throats of school children, even though the Idaho legislature voted against it. This is the doctrine that teaches your children that just because they are white, they are racist. Yes, your governor, good old Brad Little, violated the constitutional law and did this while you weren't watching. Why is Governor Brad Little paying to promote radical leftist doctrine loved by Democrats like Boise Mayor McLean and sleepy Joe Biden? This is Ammon Bundy and we need to completely reject critical race theory in Idaho. Paid for by Ammon Bundy for governor. VoteBundy.com Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Honest Money Report with Brian Rust, RustCuttingGift.com on your radio, Liberty Roundtable Live. And we talked about the divided Senate votes to raise the federal debt ceiling. So much for the ceiling, right? By $2.5 trillion. Brian and I. We're both uh, pretty decent at finance, but you know what? We can't even understand a billion, much less a trillion dollars, ladies and gentlemen. And those who tell you they can, uh, have them come on the radio with me and help us break it on down there. You know, you've heard of the, in the music industry, like, let's go for a breakdown, right? Okay, let's do it, ladies and gentlemen. Let's have a breakdown when it comes to finance. Let's get her done. Let's, you know, let's just, you know, tinker till we understand the moving parts. Shall we, you financial wizard expert lion thieves? All right. yeah. The national debt now, ladies and gentlemen, literally relates to $287,859 per household, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely never be able to pay that kind of money back. But Rand Paul is warning of another concern that I wanted to bring to your attention, Brian. <clears throat> the death of right to work is what they're talking about here. And right to work, as you know, uh, is your ability to work as you choose. Uh, and there's not every state that's a right-to-work state. Some states, they have forced unions. It's as communist as it gets, by the way. But they have these forced unions where they can steal your money. They call them dues. They can take that money and fund your political opponents. I mean, it is insane. But I want to bring this up. They call it the PRO Act. And they say the PRO Act is making its way through Congress. And if it passes, it'll wipe out all 27 states? Right-to-work laws, ladies and gentlemen. Rand Paul, Senator, providing the warning on this. Do you want to respond to this one, Brian? So so if I understand it, they're basically stating that, uh, that so it's going to eliminate the right-to-work because they'll be, they'll be basically in control of, of, 
of the working force? Is that what we're? It means that they'll be able to force unionism uh, on everybody. So right now, unionism is a problem. Uh, Unions want to represent you and all your rights relating to work. They want to basically be your power of attorney in in, in totality, right, when it comes to your right to work. So they would decide your working conditions. They'd decide your salary. And they they want you to believe it's a great bargaining benefit to you. But (laughs) 80-plus percent of the American people understand that, you know what, unions are not good. Now, a voluntary union, Brian, that you can join and leave as you choose at your own will, um, by all means, that's fine. If the employer is being a little too abusive, there's nothing wrong with the employees getting together and say, hey, now, let's be fair. Let's be okay. There's no problem with that. The problem is when unions get government special privilege and then they force your compliance and obedience to their, quote, national dictates codified by government. So I'm not allowed to commit violence in the streets. But, Brian, if I'm a union leader and you don't follow the union's rules, I can beat your head in, buddy. And it's okay because right. I have special privilege by government to do so. You know what? You need to obey the union, my friend. Okay, and this is the problem, and this is the battle we're fighting. So right now, the PRO Act, which has a goal of literally forcing unionism on all of us by jettisoning the right-to-work states. The right-to-work says, hey, if you want to leave a union, you can. You don't have to have a union representing you if you don't want to. But there's 27 states that are right-to-work now. In the other states, you don't have that liberty. Right. And so it's a and big so, deal when it comes to finance and when it comes to, um, I don't know, the, the medium of exchange there, Brian. Right. So are they there? So basically you're you're uh, they're pushing someone's pushing this agenda to really push across the, the network. So they obviously have control. I mean, we've already seen the abuses that have come from union and uh, leaders and another, you know, it's kind of they tie your hands and, and vote and pay the way they want. But. Why would we want that? I mean, we can – if 80% of us think it's bad, why are they well, – well, I don't want to say why are they pushing it. I can understand it, uh, imagine, probably from the top, right? It's one more one more way for us to be controlled. Yeah, that's the bottom line, I believe, is control. I believe it's also – you know, they, every plank of the Communist Manifesto, sadly, is so entrenched in America that those who really research it are shocked, every one of them. If you decide yeah. to pull out your Communist Manifesto and dig into it and go, hey, what makes this baby tick? What do they want? You'll go, oh, my gosh, in America, we're in trouble. Yes, you will. Go try it, ladies and gentlemen. Ellen Stahl, by the way, is with us, uh, and he's with the John Burt Society, jbs.org. He's the field coordinator in my area, doing a great job joining us on the radio monthly as well. Eldon, welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Oh, thanks, Sam. Good to be back. And I wanted to give you a chance to comment on this, too. Rand Paul, senator from Kentucky, warning, ladies and gentlemen, that you know what? The death of right to work. Um, The PRO Act is making its way through Congress, and if they get their way, if it passes, it'll wipe out all 27 states' right to work laws. Do you want to respond to this? Yeah, actually... um... A little background on this. You might remember a couple of years ago when the John Birch Society was kind of the lone voice in the wilderness on the, uh, you know, on the conservative side, warning against the USMCA that uh, Trump was pushing. And, uh, you know, a lot of people said, oh, well, Trump's pushing it. It must be good. And we warned at the time that uh, this would um, put pressure on the United States to get rid of the state level right to work laws. And people say, oh, well, I'm not sure. Well, 
of all the things that Biden got rid of, he did not try to get rid of the USMCA. So just just a little footnote there. Huh. Um, Interesting. You know, he got rid of a lot of Trump stuff, but he hasn't spoken up at all against the USMCA. Very, very interesting, huh? And ladies but, and gentlemen, uh, we're not against unions. We're not against employers, and this is where the debate often happens. You know, we're not against employers or employees working together to say, hey, let's let's make a better balance between, you know what, labor and, and the, you know, those who call for it and those who fulfill it. In other words, supply and demand on the labor reality. We don't have any problem with that freedom of exchange, that freedom to associate, that uh, interplay that takes place, that uh, peacefully assemble as you choose. We don't have any problem with any of that. It's forced. Let me say that word again. It's forced. Let me say that word one more time so you get it. It's forced unionism that we're saying heck no to, Brian. Isn't it kind of forced uh, virus control, too? Aren't we being forced to wear a mask or forced to? Oh, sorry. Maybe that's a different. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly the problem here is we're talking about choices, agency, freedom to associate. To join, to leave as you think best for you and your family and your employment or whatever else versus force. Eldon? Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't be uh, forced to unionize or do so many of these things. That's really not the purview of the government. Um, It should be about protecting our rights from God, not, not, uh, you know, giving special privileges and, and things to unions or whatever group it might be wow there you have it they say divided senate votes to raise i don't know how divided the senate really is but i know this Rand paul's right if we allow um this pro act to make its way through congress and be successful uh the only real chance we have to stop it would be the senate because you know joe will sign it and you know the house will sell us down the river they've got 218 votes the senate's the only place that if we got a single democrat to join us we could stop it um, and if they have to have an overwhelming, or uh, what do you want to say, a, a veto-proof majority or whatever, 60, then it's DOA maybe. Um, but that's our only hope right now, Brian. Yeah, that's uh, that's exactly right. Uh, you know, it seems, seems like every, every uh, this, this agenda from the top basically is a forced-type agenda all the way along. So, I mean, why – yeah, obviously, uh, President Biden, he's all about, you know, about it. He didn't, he didn't get a – uh, do away with it, like uh, Eldon mentioned. Uh, you know, one of Trump's things seemed to not like anything Trump did, and just, and it kind of set us back a ways. Fuel prices and everything else that's gone on. Yeah, it's one more way to force. It's just like force our economy to shut down because of of COVID, and force this, and force this mask. And if you don't, for, you know, for, I, it just seems like one more thing after another. So I guess part of the agenda, get in line. <clears throat> All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We mentioned on yesterday's broadcast as well, Philadelphia announced that all facilities, I repeat, all facilities that sell food and drink will soon have to require proof of vaccination, not just for their employees, but for all customers to partake in their offerings. Only fully vaccinated people will be able to go to any establishment at all. Don't respond to that, Brian. This is a uh, economic play as much as it is a tyrannical play about what you can eat and drink. 
Well, isn't that's part of the – they're, again, forced. We're forced – if we want to do this, we're forced to do that. And, and uh, you know, the freedoms that we've enjoyed in life have almost, you know, are being taken away as a result. And, and, and we're not looking at the numbers. I mean, if you the, – the numbers don't lie, and yet they don't care about the numbers. It's all about the agenda. And uh, and so yeah, it's it's becoming a it's it's really I think people are getting fed up. You know, right? I mean, maybe that's it. Maybe Amen just, to that. Gonna start getting and wisely so, and we hope so, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, you know who Whoopi Goldberg is, right? Yeah. Did you know that's not even a real name? <laughs> no. Her name's <laughs> her like Elaine or something name. like that. I kid you not. Her name's not even Whoopi. Uh, her name's Elaine. Okay. <laughs> kind of interesting. Anyway, View co-host Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg. Comes out as pro-life. Do you want to respond to that, Ryan? <laughs> wow, is that right? That that's that's okay. Yeah, pro-life. There you go. <clears throat> so I don't really have a lot to say good about Whoopi or right. Elaine. You know, uh, but in this case, I have to give credit where credit's due. Uh, we're always fair, Brian. And you know what? Good for her. And I hope her leadership provides more reality checks where more people and more people and more people give a in my opinion, a nod to pro-life at the least, which is what she's done. She should have come out way, way, way earlier, but at least she's done so. She kind of advocates for abortion, but she's pro-life. I don't really understand all that, but the fact that she admitted she's pro-life really, I hope, encourages other people to come out and tell the truth um, about this sacred sacred cause, Brian. Well, is, is she is she pro-life? I mean, I guess she's coming out and saying she's pro-life, but I, I thought in the past she was you know, pro-choice, and we're going to make, you know, I thought she was against that uh, from kind of her view in the past. Now, maybe she just changed or what? I don't really understand how it all is. And, and what I mean by that is without me being able to ask her my own questions to get my arms around it exactly, right? I honestly can't tell you because the answers of what I would ask aren't there, right? So she's pro-life, but she believes in abortion, okay? Right. <laughs> That's kind of one of those pro-death life people. Uh, you know? Isn't that pro-choice for everybody? I, I, don't, I don't really understand it. But see, and the truth is that you are pro-choice, right, Brian? Not not for murdering babies, but look, they're the ones that don't want people to have choices. Right, right. So, you know, it's, so, it's yeah. kind of how they manipulate the labels to make a, you know back us into a corner every time. I'm right. pro-choice on everything virtually, but pro-death. Yeah, yeah. Right, I believe in agency and choice. They don't. They just want you to kill your baby. No choice about it, see? Right. Uh, but that's how the pro-death, pro-choicers roll, you know? But Jim Jordan, um, congressman, dropped the truth bomb. When was Dr. Fauci elected to office, he asks? Fair, wise question, huh, Brian? <laughs> that's a good one. That is. <laughs> We'd all yeah, like we, to know. <laughs> I, either way, how do we fire the guy is what the real question ought to be. That's, that's right. There you go. All right, Brian, thank you so much, sir. Hey, you, you bet. Have a great day. RussQuentinGift.com doing a phenomenal job, as always. Eldon Stahl joined us this hour. He'll be with us next hour as well. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. God save the republic. Top the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show.
All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that it was refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for December the 16th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our two of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. We never really got through the recap of yesterday's show last hour because Brian Rust was ready and he just did such a phenomenal job. And then Eldon Stahl jumped in and did a phenomenal job as well. And Eldon Stahl's with us now as well through the second hour. Merry Christmas to you and your family and welcome, sir. Oh, thank you, Sam. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you too. It's, uh, Excellent, to sir. Thank you very much for that. Yeah. There's so much to talk about here. Um, I wanted to create a song yesterday because we were talking about the coronavirus uh, so much for both hours with all kinds of, uh, it seems like the more we get over the coronavirus, the, the, the mellower the strains, uh, the more vaccinated, the more masked, the more natural immunity, the more, the more crazy bureaucrats get as they lock us all down and, and just get crazy wanting to, to destroy all of our jobs. And I mean, it's just insane. And so I wanted to write a song, um, Eldon, and I thought you might help with it. It's called Have okay. Yourself a COVID Crazy Christmas. Oh. What do you think? COVID Have Yourself crazy a COVID Christmas. Crazy Christmas. Is it kind of like uh, with with uh, the same melody as a, another song that's famous? Or? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Have Yourself a COVID yeah. Crazy Christmas. Okay. It's kind of like a parody. That's good. Yeah. I like that. It's a little bit yeah. like, you know, Grandpa got run over by a reindeer kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah. A little bit. It, 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 it's tongue-in-cheek, but I'm trying to make the point that, ladies and gentlemen, we have lost our minds. All right, I don't know if you know, but they say COVID has killed one of every 100 older Americans. Did you know that now? They claim one out of 100 older Americans above 65 are now dead because of the COVID. Over 800,000 people dead in the United States. Um, they say three-quarters of them, 75%, are in the over-65 age group. But here's the other interesting tidbit before you respond, Eldon, and that is this. They're among the most vaccinated groups. Yeah, for people right. under 65, the ratio is 1 in 1,400. If you're under 65, it's 1 in 1,400. But if you're over 65, it's 1 in 100. But they're the most vaccinated group on the planet. What do you yeah. say to that, Eldon? Yeah. Well, uh <laughs> It looks like uh, maybe those vaccines are not working as uh, as promised, and uh, we of course we know that. Um, you know, if you're over 65, unfortunately, um, it's just you know, you're probably going to have other issues going on as well, which is often the case for the people that pass away, unfortunately. And it is, you know, it is tragic anytime someone passes away, um, but you know, it's. It's not a disease, of course, that's something that that uh, justifies just you know, totally overturning society and saying, well, you know, in the name of humanity, we've got to um, empower government to, uh, to do whatever it wants. That is the problem. That is the ultimate question, and that is the point that I'm making with Have Yourself a COVID Crazy Christmas. Ladies and gentlemen, look, these people are out of control, and they think the only answer is government. That's the commonest way. There are plenty of answers, and government's not one of them. And the fact is, if one out of 100 are dead because of the COVID, uh, and the, it's the most vaccinated group, you got to wonder if there's a correlation between death and vaccines. 
But my next question would be, and we don't know the answer to this, but what would the number be without the vaccine? It might be less than one in a hundred. It might be more. Who knows? But you got to ask yourself, too, when you choose the age of 65, do they choose that number on purpose? That age on purpose? What if you change the number to 60? Or 50, or I'm sorry, 64, not 65. Does the number start to go way down? Because the younger, it's one out of every 1,400. That's a big difference, folks. What if you change the age from 65 to 67? Now what happens? Is it like one out of, what if it's 70? Is it one out of every 10? In other words, what, what, what? That number sounds very interesting, but what drives it? Who used it and why? Okay, this is the CDC, folks. Do they have another agenda? Either way, their data betrays themselves, though. One out of 100 with all their masks and lockdowns and protocols and vaccines and everything they've mandated for literally two years on everybody. Now it's one out of 100. They sure didn't do a very good job for the elderly, did they? They locked me down, almost ruined my business, do all these things. And they sure didn't do much for the elderly, did they? The most vulnerable among us. The ones that we had to do warp speed rest the vaccines to first so we could save them all. We sure didn't save them, ladies and gentlemen, did we? 600,000 of them dead. How many of them would have died within five years anyway? I don't know. And I'm not saying their lives don't matter, but I'm, I'm illustrating something important to understand. We've all got to die of something. Now, here's the next point. It's a headline, and it's why I bring this up, um, Eldon. And that is this. What they're doing, I believe, is all wrong. Everything they, every action they take makes matters worse. Okay. First, they said, well, let's let's put all the elderly, um, you know, in these nursing homes or whatever and give them COVID. Then they all died and they're like, wait a minute, we shouldn't have done that probably. And then we say, let's get the COVID vaccine tests out. I'm sorry, the COVID um, test kits out. Well, the FDA put out the first test kits and not only were they, they didn't work, they had to recall them, but they were contaminated. COVID. All right, that's what happened first, yep. okay? So every move they're making is wrong. Here's the move they're about to make that I'm trying to bring up now and say, please don't. Headline says this. As Merck's COVID pill awaits approval, some scientists are worrying that it may alter human DNA. Now think about that. If you want to add insult to injury, just play Russian roulette give these people the pill pretty soon you'll have mutated dna in father's sperm in women that are pregnant uh in you know even adults have cells rapidly uh divide and everything in your gut in the lining of your gut and everything else uh, you're going to create a uh, like a frankensteinian kind of scenario here um if you're not very careful and what they're saying is well this is an emergency we probably ought to just you know do it and hope for the best there Wait a minute, you've already got 600,000 elderly dead. That's the first group you wanted to save with your protocols. Okay, Now you've got 800,000 people dead, and your next step is to, well, play Russian roulette with the altering, the mutating of DNA? Have they lost their scientific collective minds, Eldon? That's the same mentality, it seems like, of people that are pushing for the constitutional convention article 5 convention they they always argue well we got to do something well we got to do something it's really bad we got to do something and okay well let's just throw 
common sense out the window and uh, just play Russian roulette with our constitution, with our with our freedoms. Uh, same thing's going on with the, the COVID thing. People are arguing, well, in an emergency, we just need to throw all good sense out the window. And in spite of all past experience with government trying to solve things, we need to empower them just this once to try to solve this thing. And this time it'll work. They'll make it better. Well, um, you know, how, how stupid can we be? This is, uh, this is just uh, idiotic to think that the government is going to be the solution to uh, especially health things uh, and put them in power of uh, being our doctor. That's, that's just uh, uh, asking for trouble. Amen to that, ladies and gentlemen. This is serious. I submit to you that we should not be pr- playing Russian roulette with DNA modifying, DNA manipulating, DNA mutating uh, possibilities. We shouldn't be doing that. Now, listen carefully to what I'm about to tell you, because the New American, that's thenewamerican.com doing a phenomenal job, released an article yesterday that I think has a poignant, poignant question in it. Here's what the question is. Can COVID-19 vaccines harm the brain? Let me ask that question again. Can COVID-19 vaccinations harm the brain? That's the question asked in the latest article printed yesterday in the New American magazine, thenewamerican.com. Dr. Vernon Coleman says the answer is yes. Now, we haven't talked much about vaccinations harming the brain, ladies and gentlemen. But I'm getting less comfortable by the second. How about you? Are you going, hey, no problem. Let's just manipulate DNA and forge forward. Let's do the vaccines and harm the brain. That's not what they told you when they said they were safe and effective. Right? Yeah, the ironic thing, if, if, if it really does harm the brain, I don't know. Uh, but... If it does, uh, why would we be forcing this on all these school children? I, I don't know the answer. I mean, it's just <laughs> you can't comprehend this stuff. Although this is what uh, I'm we, talking about. These people are literally Frankensteinian psychotic. Do you think I'm overstating the yeah. issue? No. You think I'm overstating no, it, Eldon? No, it's uh, – yeah, uh, you know, there's people – Unfortunately, too many in the world, it seems like they feel like, well, if you just give some sort of expert, uh, anointed expert or self-appointed expert, I suppose, power to manipulate, manage our lives, then we're going to enter some sort of utopia type of situation. Well, we've tried that quite a bit, haven't we? All right. Can vaccines harm the brain? Dr. Vernon Coleman says yes. Ben Armstrong has the article in the New American right now, ladies and gentlemen. Eldon Stahl with me. John Burt Society. You're talking hard-hitting news that ever refused to use on your radio. for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. 
First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education, conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off. With America surrendering to terrorists, Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. Eldon Stahl with me, JBS.org, field coordinator, doing a phenomenal job as always. Can COVID-19 vaccines harm the brain? Dr. Vernon Coleman says the answer is a resounding yes. Believe it or not, a new study shows that vaccines can affect the brain. Dr. Vernon Coleman explains what has been found in the study and all the details in this article that Ben Armstrong wrote for The New American. Uh, Just shocking stuff, ladies and gentlemen, because you know what? Medical boards are disciplining doctors. Veronica Karolinko with this article on The New American but doctors that challenge the narrative are being uh, literally disciplined and shut down by these medical boards uh, as well. This is serious indeed, Eldon. Yeah, yeah, it's it's real, uh, you know, people are looking for a sign of, like, well, let's tell the truth here. Well, it, how about the, the side, look at the side that is engaging in massive, censorship and trying to shut people down um, maybe they don't have the truth on their side because they don't have a strong argument that's uh, what's going on here that's why uh, Fauci and others just attack us as conspiracy theorists and everything else yeah right we're the ones that said hey this thing came from a lab he said no it was a meat market now we find out it really was a lab more and more evidence documenting that Fauci said no, he wasn't involved in gain-of-function research. Well, it's because he changed the definition and manipulated it, but the truth is he did exactly what gain-of-function research definitions have defined all along. We go on and on and on, and now medical boards discipline doctors who break with, quote, official COVID dogma. That's what's happening now in this article in The New American. 
posted on December the 15th, so that was yesterday as well. This is serious. Medical boards discipline doctors who break with official COVID dogma. Practicing doctors are being disciplined. They say that the doctors are spreading false and or misleading disinformation about COVID-19 and or vaccines. That is any information, by the way, that deviates from the official dogma that COVID-19 is a deadly disease and that vaccines are safe and effective. Um, anyway, if you promote ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, any other solution, then you're the enemy. Medscape is the one reporting this in detail. At least 12 state medical boards have taken action against physicians who dare question the vaccine's safety and efficacy. That's according to a new survey from the federal, uh, I guess it's called the Federation of State Medical Boards. FSNB, by the way, which covers the United States' territories and Washington, D.C. Yeah, they say that two-thirds of its 71-member board are complaining about doctors spreading, they say, false or misleading information. Um, Anyway, it goes on and on and on. But they say this is a big deal. Yeah, They're literally locking this, down yeah. any debate on the topic, Eldon. Yeah, what's what's going on really is uh, what we've been warning people about for years with the John Birch Society. Uh, you know, we're entering effectively a, a, a world government type of a situation. We've got the World Health Organization um, through various national organizations um, pushing its agenda and the support of the um, – uh, the national government, uh, especially through the White House at this point, uh, but also through Congress, uh, saying, okay, we're going to toe the line with the U.N. Uh, official uh, official line of uh, rhetoric uh, to, to change policy. Uh, at the same time, we've got this illusion, uh, illusion of sovereignty. They say, oh, well, we're still sovereign. We could change our mind on this. Well, okay, but we're you know, in, in every instance, we're following the line given by the United Nations, uh, you know, affiliate organizations and all that. So, so there you go. But that's what's one thing that kind of a larger picture of what's going on. Uh, we need to get out of the United Nations and get out of the World Health Organization, all those groups. And, uh, you know, we'd be, wouldn't have all this excuse or pressure. Uh, at the national level or the local level to say, okay, well, we've got to uh, go by international standards and international recommendations and all this. Uh, We would be able to have doctors that are free to be doctors and nurses free to be nurses. Well, and that's the question. Do doctors really have an understanding of health? And if they do, are they autonomous to choose and to think and to research and to document and to uh, advocate for what they think is best, either providing treatment or denying treatment. or, In other words, what autonomy do doctors have? And if they don't have any autonomy at all, then why do we need doctors? Okay, If they're not able to, to assess yeah. things in their own hearts, in their own minds of what's best in a given situation, why don't we just have robots just um, analyze what's going on and dispense medications that we don't need uh, these misinformation humans at all? Right. I mean, isn't that where we end up? 
Yeah, well, if, if they're not free to make their own decisions, really they're just a glorified propaganda ministers for the government. And then, you know, that's that's a very dangerous situation to be in. Um, you know, Robert Welch, who founded the John Birch Society, he, he did a, a, quite a good talk called um, Medicine Leads the Way, and he was talking about medicine leading the way to um, basically um, making country over to a socialist, Marxist, communist type situation. Because, you know, how do you resist when the government takes over your ability to treat your body? Because we all have a body. And uh, that's a pretty powerful thing if government gets a hold of that. Well, ain't 100,000 of us had a body until they killed us with the COVID. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I believe, see, I believe it was intentionally leaked from a lab, Eldon. I don't believe that it was by mistake. I believe that it was engineered. In other words, they did do exactly this, gain-of-function research. Uh, they were successful, and then they intentionally released it. And now it's wreaking havoc on the people, and now they're releasing the vaccine, which is equally weaponized, uh, and they're doing this. Now, you would say, Sam, you don't have any proof of that. And I would say, you're right. Factually, I don't have proof of that. What I do have, though, is evidence that at every turn when we try to bring health and healing to someone, we are shut down. If a doctor says, hey, this might work, no, 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 they shut it down. If a doctor says, I've been testing this and I've got proof this works, shut them down. Okay, even, uh, you know, Pierre Corey testified before Congress, shut him down, ruin his career. Uh, you know, you try to get ivermectin. No, you're not getting it. Illegals coming into America can get it as, de as a dewormer. Uh, never mind the fact that it might help them get rid of COVID, too. Uh, you, as an American citizen, can't get it. Anything we try to do that could improve the situation, they reject. They mock. They ridicule. They shut down. They, okay, we even found out that members of Congress while they were telling the rest of us that ivermectin was nothing but horse poop. I don't use it. How dare you? Okay. We find out that even Congress is using ivermectin. Okay. This is the duplicity that we've, that we've come to. And this is why I say I believe it's intentional. Because if it wasn't intentional, you would be doing everything that you could to mitigate, to reduce, to stop, to prevent, to and any option that had a prayer of helping you would do. So even if you didn't believe in ivermectin, just for instance, if somebody's in the hospital and they're about to go on a ventilator, a ventilator almost means certain death, ladies and gentlemen. We all agree, the medical profession and everybody else, once you get on a ventilator, it's going to be almost impossible to come back. Why wouldn't you, if a lot of people claim ivermectin works, I'm one of them, I took it, it saved my life. I'm telling you right now, um, I could not get off oxygen when I took ivermectin. Literally within hours, I was off oxygen, okay? This is not debatable in my personal experience, Okay. Uh, but again, I'm just Joe Blow. I'm not a medical professional. But here's my point. Before you put somebody on a, on, a, on a ventilator, why not try ivermectin? Even if you think it's horse poop, even if you think it's bogus, if you really want to preserve life, if you really want to save people, if you really want to follow the medical mantra, first, do no harm. Why wouldn't you say, well, by golly, we'll try just about anything, Sam, of course. Why would you be like, no, no ivermectin. We won't do it. Let them die instead. Put them on yeah, a ventilator, just, which means certain death instead. Why would you do that if you truly were trying to help, Eldon? Reminds me of the story in the Bible where uh, Christ healed a man who was blind. And then afterwards, the, all these doctors and, you know, religious, so-called religious people were saying, well, 
how did he do this? What had happened? And he said, well, I don't know how, how he did it. All I know is I used to be blind, and he healed me, and now I'm not blind. So, yeah, now so I right. see, buddy. <laughs> and, and that's kind of what I'm talking about here. You know, I'm not here to debate ivermectin with anybody or to debate ventilators or to debate anything. I'm just telling you, why not try it? If you want to save somebody, what harm will it do? Might it kill them? Yeah, just like the ventilator? Just like doing nothing? Why not? But they're absolutely stubbornly refusing. What's up with that? Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Five children died and another four are critically injured after they fell 32 feet from a bouncy house lifted into the air by winds at a school event in Australia. Children at Hillcrest Primary School in Davenport on the north coast of Tasmania were celebrating the end of the school year when the tragedy occurred Thursday afternoon, Australia time. Some lawmakers in the Senate are preparing to miss their self-imposed deadline to pass President Biden's social spending bill, a.k.a. Build Back Better. Republican Senator Lindsey Graham on Fox News says adding to the national debt would not be good. I think Build Back Better is dead forever. Joe Manchin has said he's not going to vote for a bill that will add to the deficit. Well, if you do away with the budget gimmicks, Build Back Better, according to the CBO, adds $3 trillion to the deficit. Talks between Senator Joe Manchin and President Biden are going very poorly, according to to an unnamed source on NBC News. USA Radio News. You need an accurate thermometer to check for fever, a potential sign of flu or COVID. Be vigilant and contact your medical provider at the first sign of fever. Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate in more than 100 clinical studies. Exergen Temporal Scanners are available at Walmart and other fine retailers. Learn more at exergen.com. That's E-X-E-R-G-E-N dot com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes temperature. You may be into punk rock, soft rock, or classic rock, R&B, hip-hop, or house, country, techno, or techno country. But no matter what kind of music you listen to, here's something else you should hear. Please consider getting vaccinated. Talk to your pharmacist today about Comirnaty, COVID-19 vaccine mRNA. This message brought to you by BioNTech and Pfizer. Indiana has a tax surplus, and that's good news for the residents. A plan is in the works to give Indiana taxpayers a $125 refund payment from the state's growing budget surplus. Officials had announced in July that stronger-than-expected tax collections following the COVID-19 pandemic recession would trigger Indiana's automatic taxpayer refund process. The distribution plan from Republican Governor Eric Holcomb aims to make more people eligible for direct payments from the state rather than a credit on their state tax returns submitted next year. From the U.S. USA Radio Midwest Bureau, I'm Katie Lewis. Mars is hiding an apparent secret. Significant amounts of water are hiding inside the red planet's Valles Marineris. That's the red planet's version of our Grand Canyon. Signs of water were picked up by a European orbiter, which is designed to survey the red planet's landscape and map the presence and concentration of hydrogen hiding in Mars soil. Lance Pry, USA Radio News. With news the networks refuse to use. 
You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, back with you live. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. The bottom of the hour news is so funny, ladies and gentlemen. They're like, yeah, Mars has a secret. Mars is hiding water from us. These goons in the government want to control every drop of water, not only on our planet, but on Mars, too. And they're mad because Mars is secretly hiding water that they they can't gain control of. It's just too funny, Eldon. Yeah, it's a secret. It's, you know, I'm sure the Martians have been keeping this secret. Not letting government have control of its water. (laughs) Mars is anti-government. Well, just watch out. It'll be be declared a wetland somewhere down the line. And, you know, who knows? We'll be able to land there. You know what they call the super wetlands. Super wetlands, yeah. I just found it funny. Oh, I'm sorry. I know I'm not just supposed to start laughing on the radio like this uncontrollably. But I just, I, the news is like, yeah, Mars has a secret. All this water that we don't even know about. Oh, it's funny. All right. Yeah. So here's the next headline that I find fascinating. Again, you got to go to thenewamerican.com. You got to go to theepictimes.com. You got to go to wnd.com. You got to go to places like that to even get real news, ladies and gentlemen. The propagandists are so out of control. It's just, I mean, it's gotten to be comical. It's, all right, here's the deal FDA, that's the Food and Drug Administration, now strengthens their warning over severe condition linked to Johnson and Johnson COVID 19 vaccine. Zachary Steeper with the article for the Epic Times on this one, ladies and gentlemen. And the FDA now strengthened its warning. Think about that for a minute. Think about that. They're going, yeah, we got to strengthen our warning. Why? Well, because when we told you that it was safe and effective, it's not as safe and effective as we thought. In fact, it's worse than we thought. And so, well, we got to increase or strengthen our warning. FDA strengthens warning. Does that mean they lied before? What does that really mean? Ellen, do you want to respond to that before we go on? What the heck does that mean? From what I understand, they they don't have any liability, so why are they strengthening the the warning at this point other than to point and say, see, we warned you. But, uh, you know, the the terrible, I don't know, neglect here is is just uh, amazing. We even have President Biden saying, well, the patriotic thing to do is to go and get this vaccine. So he's saying, well, you know, the patriotic thing to do is trust the government to inject your body and the bodies of your children with some experimental drug. Uh, I don't remember way, seeing that in the Patriot. I don't know if you If saw you don't movie, do but... that, you're selfish, too. Yeah, you're right? selfish. You're selfish and unpatriotic. So, okay, great. Um, yeah, Biden must have missed that movie and Braveheart, and he must not. He must be watching. I don't know what he's watching as far as movies, but yeah, it's, uh, he's probably watching he's a, a, some a movie other. called Communist Arrest, but I don't know. Yeah, Brave New World. U.S. Uh, I, you know. US drug regulators this week they say formally strengthened the warning to Americans regarding a severe condition linked to the Johnson and Johnson Cocovax. They say blood blood clots and low platelet levels, known as thrombosis, with thrombosopedia, 
are now listed yeah. as what they call a contraindication or a medical reason for somebody not to get the shot. Do not administer the vaccine to individuals with a history of the set of conditions following the vaccine or any other, and they say, adenomerous vectored COVID-19 vaccine. Anyway, so they got an updated fact sheet, and they're basically saying, hey, don't vaccinate this group of people because, man, it could go all bad. Well, it's a little late for many <laughs> many people kind for this increased warning, nice isn't it that. there, yeah. Eldon? Yeah, I mean, gosh, who could have foreseen this? I, thank goodness uh, Johnson & Johnson is warning us against it because nobody else, uh, you know, had warnings against doing this, did they? Um, it's just kind of a, a nightmare. Now, you and ready for this? Apparently we're, sure. So they're calling this TTS cases, okay? And they say about 15% of the TTS cases are fatal. It's pretty hard to recover from, I've heard. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. It's just this is, a, they told us it was safe and effective. Now, literally a year after we've been jettisoning all logic, experimental vaccines, forcing them on everybody, we come back and go, hey, man, we got to increase our warnings. They might not be safe and effective. If you have this condition, a TTS case, and you take the vaccine, it'll be fatal. Currently available evidence, they say supports a causal relationship between, quote, TTS and the COVID-19 vaccine, the FDA says, and it's, quote, updated fact sheets. They say Janssen is an, a subsidiary of J&J. Of course, J&J didn't respond to a request for comment to the Epic Times. But in the spring... They knew about this, and they recommended a nationwide pause in the administration of the vaccine due to the TTS cases in the first place. Um, but the pause was lifted in April, and the FDA and the CDC said at the time that officials and experts were confident the vaccine was safe and effective in preventing COVID-19, but now they admit that people that can get the vaccine has breakthrough infections, and yes, they can infect other people. And now we got an increased warning that, hey, if you got this condition and you take the vaccine, it's 15% of the time fatal there. There you have it. But don't worry. They say the benefits outweigh the risks there, um, Eldon. Um, what exactly are the benefits? Because they keep changing and the risks, what are those? Because they keep changing. I'm, maybe we should have, uh, you know, looked at this a little more closely before rolling it out and then deciding that everybody has to take it once or they get fired or something. I mean, that's just my, you know, crazy opinion, I guess. But it, so you think Johnson and Johnson, they're, they're uh, overtaken by anti-vaxxers now? Or, you know, what happened there? <laughs> I have no idea. All I can, all I know is I'm just grateful that I didn't take it, so I'm for sure not in the fatal category. Yeah, yeah, it's just uh, boy, I well, I'm not planning to put anything like that in my body, but uh, uh, you know, a lot of people have had to take it under coercion. Uh, that seems like a, a bad scenario. The best news in my mind is that at least we're getting more and more evidence 
that highlight the reality that we've told you. Folks, these are experimental vaccines. And when they're experimental, what the word experimental means is they don't know what the results are going to be. And they don't know what the repercussions are going to be. And the proof is they first said it was safe and effective. Then they said, well, put a halt. This thing could cause problems if you have this, you know, blood clotting thrombosis issue. Then they said, don't worry. The risks, um, well, they're outweighed by the benefits. No problem. It's not perfect, but we're going to do it. Now they're saying the risks are greater than we admitted, greater than we realized, greater than we thought. Thus, the updated official warning, right? FDA strengthens warning over severe, not mild, but severe condition. So now they strengthen the warning over a severe condition, but they're not going to pull the vaccines off the market that I understand yet. Right. And you got to kind of ask yeah, yourself, I, why, Eldon? Well, on so many of these things that we talk about, the issue, as the, you know, the saying goes, the issue is never the issue. The issue is always the revolution, meaning basically the communist uh, globalist uh, revolution of, of making making the world this uh, terrible utopia um so i i see it as well okay all this stuff adds up to conditioning the american people especially to just uh, lose hold of the uh you know the liberty that our country was founded upon and just say well we're just gonna um have government just tell us what to do and we're we're just going to forget about having freedom and opportunity and anything like that. We're just going to um, we're just going to go the way of all the rest of the world and and uh, uh, just jettison our freedoms in the name of safety or some other thing. But what we're really talking about, ladies and gentlemen, is the left's or the pro-vaccinations hypocrisy here. Okay, there's an article written in the Epic Times called "The Left." vaccine hypocrisy Bexy McCocky is the one who wrote this uh, opinion piece it's commentary but the left wants liberty for pregnant women but tells the rest of us to go pound salt yeah on Monday Bill de Blasio said Omnicron's here and it looks very transmissible so de Blasio ignoring scientific evidence Decreed all private sector workers and businesses of all sizes must be vaccinated. Quick pause, we'll tell you more. My brother and two other boys were the ones that got in the car with her and she was drunk. The road that goes to her house is like really windy and she was taking that road at 80 to 100 miles per hour and it hit into the road barriers. Her door flung open. She ran out across the street to get away from it. And the other three boys were trapped in it. And the car exploded. And then when my mom found out about it, she called me at work. I don't care what you have to do, just get up here to the hospital. I parked my car and I went inside. And they took us back to this little room. My mom told me that Jake had been killed. And I, I lost it. The other people excluded like, well, you can drink, but just be careful when you drink, you know? So I don't want anything to do with it because it took my brother away from me. <laughs> A public service message from The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Can a nation conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens? 
Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator? As a physician, I have looked into the eyes of one-pound babies. I have cradled their small bodies in the palm of one hand. I defy those who are careless, who would disregard life and look at these tiny little miracles and say, we're not going to protect that. But I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. So we're talking to Eldon Stahl of John Birch Society, ladies and gentlemen. He's the field coordinator in my area, doing a phenomenal job as always. JBS.org to learn more about the John Birch Society. TheNewAmerican.com to get the incredible reporting magazine. They've been doing a great job for decades and continue to be front and center when it comes to true news reporting, true investigative journalism. Uh, that's rare in today's reality. But you know what? WMD.com is doing it. TheNewAmerican.com is doing it. The Epic Times is doing it. There are several groups that are doing a great job. The New American literally has been at it longer than anybody, though. Give them credit where credit's deserved. We're talking about Betsy. I think you say her name, McCalkey. Uh Anyway, doing a great job. She wrote an opinion piece or a commentary piece, The Left's Vaccine Hypocrisy. And she goes into so many great details about this. Uh, she highlights that, you know, they used this back in 1905. Smallpox vaccinations were mandated. Uh, but she highlights that over a third of the people were dying from this at the time. And the vaccine had been on the market for like 100 years or something by then. Whereas this is a new experimental vaccine and we have less than 1% death rate. The two aren't even comparable. But then she compares the abortion reality. You're allowed to have autonomy to your body if you want to murder a baby. But if you're not one of those, you know, um, baby murdering females, then you don't have a right to your body. By golly, you have to care about everybody else around you. Never mind the fact that, hey, whether the vaccine does any good or not is still up for debate. But the fact is, they all admit that it doesn't prevent transmission. So the left and their hypocrisy is highlighted in her incredible article at the Epic Times. Anyway, thought would bring that to your attention. This article I want Eldon Stahl to respond to as well. Here's the details. Columbia study. True U.S. COVID-19 vaccine death count is more like 400,000. Yeah. Other estimates say that there's underreporting on the CDC's VARS database. They say the numbers are actually much higher. Art Moore at WND.com with this one. Here's the deal. The CDC has its latest death count attributed to the COVID-19 vaccines is nearly 20,000. But this study by researchers at Columbia University, okay, estimates the number to be 20 times that, and others are saying that study doesn't even get to the truth. That's not high enough, okay? So... The VARS database says 20,000 deaths due to the vaccine. That's a lot, by the way. Uh, but now this Columbia University says it's 20 times higher than that, and other estimates are even way beyond that. Now listen carefully. The Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System 
or VARS reports 19,000 deaths. Now listen carefully to me. Listen carefully to what I'm telling you. 102,000 plus hospitalizations. So when we say people are going to the hospital and they tell you that it's only the unvaccinated that are just overwhelming the hospitals because they get the COVID and they're super sick and if you just get vaccinated, you wouldn't go to the hospital. Ladies and gentlemen, 102,000 plus hospitalizations and a total of 946,000 adverse reactions have been reported through December the 3rd on the VARS database. Now, if in the university study at Columbia, the death rate is 20 times higher, so instead of 20,000, it's 400,000, then the hospitalizations must be some amount higher too, right? So instead of 102,000 hospitalizations, maybe it's more like a million, two million? I don't know the number. And when they say that almost, or over 946,000 adverse reactions, times that times 20, and now you have what? 15 million adverse reactions, 400,000 deaths, literally 2 million hospitalizations. I don't know all the numbers, folks. I'm not really the expert here, but something's rotten in Denmark, as they say. This is insane. Eldon. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And this comes out of just the, uh, well, the first article you mentioned, you know, about the hypocrisy, really that reflects the idea that the issue is never the issue. The issue is always a revolution. From from the average American standpoint, uh, morality should dictate, okay, we should not be hypocrites. But from, from their standpoint, from the revolutionary standpoint, it's, well, whatever furthers a revolution is justifiable. Um, but any, any, va- any drug, any vaccine that had anywhere near 20,000 deaths reported, uh, that would be taken off the market in a, in a heartbeat in, in a normal situation. Um, now with this, we're dealing with government gone wild, seeing this as a great pretext for um, gaining unlimited power. So uh, they're colluding with the big media, which of course is dominated by people that you know counts on foreign relations and other things uh, to sell us this experimental drug, and uh, they don't really care. They they just well as long as it gets power. Uh, but a lot, uh, there are many well-meaning people that think this is going to be a good idea. But uh, uh, some of them are waking up and saying, "Well, maybe this wasn't such a good idea." But by that time, like now, there's the uh, horse, horse has already left the barn, so to speak. So we're we're dealing with, uh, you know, the after effects and saying, "Oh, well, maybe we shouldn't have done that." Maybe, but uh, who's going to be held liable? I don't know. Well, and that's what Dr. Rand Paul, current senator of Kentucky, is trying to do is hold Fauci and others accountable for their lies, for their dishonesty. But, you know, I don't really see um, enough Americans being concerned about it, really. Do you? Um, some are, but uh, it's it takes a lot of time. We're dealing with a cartel. You know, we're dealing with a, a combination of, of interests and powers to limit the access to information and to limit accountability, um, to put uh, power in the 
concentrated in the hands of people that uh, uh, don't necessarily have our best interests at heart. So that's that's difficult to overcome, uh, but quite a few people are waking up. But uh, we certainly need to do more and insist and demand that our rights be respected and honored. Okay, but this isn't debated, though, ladies and gentlemen. Think with me for a minute. This is a Columbia University study, and either Columbia is right on this, and we need to have this be the talk of the nation, or Columbia University is wrong on this and needs to be shut down. But they say true U.S. COVID vaccine death count is 400,020 times. And other estimates of underreporting on the CDC's VARS database says the number is even higher than what Columbia University says. How can we dismiss this and not even talk about it? Where's the mainstream press? I don't see anybody else reporting on this except for, like I said, the New American, the Epic Times, WND.com, maybe a few others, but not much. Yep. And we need to either insist that these uh, these places report on it and bring it up all the time or just um, just shut them down. They just, uh, you know, shut off the TV, um, don't subscribe to the New York Times or whatever. Um, because, you know, Columbia University, that's that's not exactly this, uh, um, what, crazy white right-wing uh, uh, university at this point. They, there are a lot of, um, you might say, establishment things have come out of that university. The U.S. Uh, is undercounting covid Deaths, researchers say. That's in Yahoo. But they're now saying that it's the epidemic that's 20% higher than the official tally. They're not even talking about this. So if they say the death amount is from the COVID is 20% higher, what about the vaccine that's 400 or 20 times higher? See, there's a disconnect. Yeah. And when I type in this headline that I've just given you from WND.com, about the university study. Now, it's easy to see, did, the, did Columbia University do a study? It's easy to determine that, and the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, then where is everybody reporting this? To not report this is criminal, I submit to you. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's like the criminal reporting that was done, you know, back when Stalin was uh, putting this uh, famine in Ukraine and Seven million people died, and uh, you know they had people going there from the New York Times saying, "Oh, there's no famine. Nobody's dying here." All right, and I look all over, and I don't see a single real mainstream press story. I see a lot of people covering the story, but it's um, and I'm not downing these organizations. I don't even know them. Okay. Um. DailyAngle.com is covering it. Um, Truth-based media is covering it. Think Civics is covering it. Um, U.S. Message Board is covering it. See what I mean? I'm not doubting these people. I'm just saying I don't know any of them. But they at least have the guts to report it. The mainstream not covering it at all. As far as I can see. But if this is Columbia University and they come out with this shocking reality check, 
I, I, don't, I don't get how we cannot report it and main, maintain credibility. I really don't. This isn't just the opinion of WND. This is Columbia University, and they did a study. And the COVID deaths from the vaccines are 20 times higher than being reported. And that means the hospitalizations have got to be close to that as well and the uh, adverse reactions. And you're not going to report it at all? There's criminal reporting going on that uh, supports the criminal increase of power in the government over our lives to um, overcome our our rights and our uh, privileges and all that. So that's that's really what's going on. Uh, one kind of complements the other. You've got to have lies supporting um, criminality. Now, the thing that I want to say about this is you would say, Sam, you're dwelling on this story too much. You've kind of repeated yourself 10 times. I know. I know. But if the others aren't reporting it at all, I need to make sure that everybody gets it loud and clear. I don't want to just mention it and then have someone go, oh, you didn't really report on it, Sam. And if I say I did, then they say, well, you didn't really talk about it very much. Yes, I did. You literally have a Columbia University study where they're saying the deaths from the COVID vaccine is 20 times higher than the VARS database is reporting. And the vaccines, then um, hospitalizations have got to be much higher. What number? I don't know. But it's already uh, 102,000 in the VARS database. The adverse reactions are 900,000. You add 20-fold to those numbers, and you just start to go, oh, my goodness. And then the left's hypocrisy on vaccines. Then the FDA strengthens warning. And then medical boards are disciplining doctors who disagree with them. And then can COVID vaccines harm the brain? The answer is yes. And you go, everything that Liberty Roundtable Live has been talking about is so coming so true. It's like Rip Van Winkle almost two years later. And it's like, um, I don't mean to say I told you so, but um, we've been warning about this. And they said we were peddling fake news. Now what do they say when Columbia University agrees with us? Now what do they say when um, the FDA has to increase their warning? Now what do they say when breakthrough vaccinations are happening all the time? Spreading and getting the COVID. And when 80% has the latest COVID strain, the vaccinated do. 80%. God save the republic. 